0: Hello. Welcome to Run 402, the podcast. My name is Jody Green, and I am going to be your guest host for today's episode. The creator and founder of Run 402, the podcast, Sarah Johnson, had a vision to tell stories of runners in the 402 area code, which includes most of the eastern part of Nebraska. I'm here to help tell such a story, and my guest today, I've only met this year, but I'm happy to introduce this person to listeners of the podcast. So can you please state your name and your role in the community, running or otherwise?
1: Uh, My name is Mike Bickley. Uh, Running community-wise, I run a youth track club, 402 Cross Country and Track. Um, I've been running in this community for 30 plus years.
0: So have you always been living in Nebraska?
1: I've lived here all but eight years. I was four years in the service, I was in uh, Fort Benning, Georgia Georgia with uh, 3rd Ranger Battalion, and then I went to University of Utah for college afterwards, and then my wife drugged me back.
0: (laughs) Did that make you happy?
1: No, I would have much rather stayed in Utah, it's beautiful out there.
0: Okay, well thank you for your service, (laughs) and thank you for being back in Nebraska spasses have a way of doing that. Yes. So describe your debut into the world of running. Um,
1: it was, so I went to Catholic schools till I was in sixth grade, and they had track. So, but it was, um, this is how old I am. So it was gravel track at, I believe it was St. Teresa's in Lincoln. And I did track there, and I ran, and I did well, and I said, oh. Maybe I should stick with this because I was doing basketball and soccer, but running just kind of stuck for me.
0: What were your events?
1: Mile and 800. Okay. And then I kept. I went to junior high in Lincoln also at Goodrich, and I had a coach there. I did well, and I got introduced to cross country, and then I fell in love with running. Like Cross country is my main thing. I prefer that over track. I like the hills. I like fighting the environment so i did that and then um track also middle school and i did club the first time when i was 13 i believe a little tiny track club down in lincoln called uh, supersonics they're no longer there they were great um i went down i did my first nationals i got a national title my first year in the 3000 i thought oh these further races i do a lot better at so 3,000 was... And 3,200 were always my favorite track races.
0: So what's the difference between... Like, how do you get into a club? That's something that is p- parents-driven?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, like, when I got into a club, the the head coach for Sonics just kind of poached kids off of junior high teams. Okay. And he's like, hey, do you want to run? And I, my parents didn't know anything about track clubs. So we, uh, we just did it. Now it's a little bit easier. I mean, A, and early 90s, late 80s, there wasn't the internet, but um, now you can look online, you can find multiple track clubs throughout the state of Nebraska, probably eight in the city of Omaha alone.
0: Were there a lot of track clubs when you were growing up, though? No,
1: there was two in Lincoln, I think like four in Omaha, and then but there was a lot of independent runners in, and um, I never we, we didn't do cross-country then, as far as I know, and then it just started building into high school, but the club really helped because when you run middle school, you run against the same kids, usually the same mm-hmm. meet every week, so when I started competing, and I traveled to different states, and then nationals, it was a big eye-opener, because you kind of you felt like you were this big deal in this little pool, and then you went to other sit- states and cities, and you got, you know, pushed, beat, and it was great.
0: Where was nationals your first time? It was in
1: Houston, Texas. It was... 10,000 degrees and high humidity it was it was awful but it was amazing at the same time I didn't know what to eat I had uh seafood the night before it was yeah, did you was, see food oh, the yeah. day of... <laughs> I, I did seafood the next day
0: do you have like did you learn a lot from that experience
1: I did um because like I said you were always racing the same people so you kind of had a strategy well you got thrown in with kids from California. New York and never raced them before so you kind of kind of had to take that mentality of well I got a plan but plan stops once the gun goes off and uh I was always a big Prefontaine (laughs) fan so I always went with the um what was this quote uh you might you might beat me but you're gonna bleed trying so I've always gone with that mentality in racing
0: and what has running brought into your life um, like, would you be the same person if running wasn't a part of it?
1: No. I would say, I'm trying to think. It, it has shown me what uh, hard work can build. Um, I would say I would have never made it into ranger battalions because it was just constant bombardment of um, pressure hey you got to accomplish this you got to accomplish this Running's the same way oh you might do great this week but next week you got to improve so it was always a big like oh you did good today well tomorrow you got to do better or repeat the success you had which is pretty much life in general I mean you can have a good day at work and then next day you still got to show up
0: Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that you can't control yes when it comes to Weather. running <laughs> you can control the seafood <laughs> yeah. but no maybe not other things around right, right? so um you're a coach yep so i think we can talk about that did you, you did you start the club
1: i did me and uh, a buddy tim fry started it seven years
0: ago what's the name of your club
1: 402 cross country and track um we started it because most of the clubs around this area are sprint throws related. And I knew nothing about...
0: Well, like field events? Field events, okay. yeah.
1: I, I don't know anything about those. I've never done them. I was a cross-country nerd and a 3200 three runner. Um, and I found out about it from a neighbor. So we joined a club. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I watched, I watched what they were doing. And I'm like, with my background, you know, running up through high school and running for the military for a little bit like this this isn't how you train a distance runner it's not two laps and then some sprints so i did that for a couple of years we got the team going pretty well and then me and tim decided let's just do our own thing just strictly a distance club you know we're gonna we're literally 402 cross country and track like we're a cross country team that does track to build our speed so we did that um we started off with Two, four, seven kids. So my two kids, okay, Tim's two kids, and Tim's t- three nephews.
0: Okay, I was going to say, how did you get people yeah, to so, buy oh, in? Oh, <laughs> and, uh, and
1: one other kid who came over from the other team, Zach Jones. He's uh, running in college now. And we're just like, hey, we're just going to do this. And we showed up with white tank tops that said 402 and State in Nebraska. Something super simple. We're like, we don't need a fancy name. We're just going to run. And then... First season of that, all the cross-country people noticed how into it we were. Like, it was a passion. And then we'd go to track meets, and we'd be on the field from the 800 to the 3,000 just yelling at every kid out there, like, loud. People like, they're so loud, they're mean. And we're like, oh, we're, we're passionate. Like, and, it, <laughs> and I have gotten in a lot of trouble at track meets because I'm a little overly passionate. Like, I don't like – I'm not a rule follower in life, but in like, – track and track especially I'm like no this is how it's set up you have to do it this way your top runner should not be in lane one that's not how distance works and then I get in trouble and people yell at me and I go fine but you have to play the game if we're going to play this right we have to do it right so I get a little passionate um, especially the big races where I feel like especially the 3000 where they're like oh it's going to take us all day to get this, this done I'm like it's a 12 minute race at longest for most of these kids like let's set it up proper for them let's not push it through because it's the long race so now it's getting better like I'm I'm friends with most of the youth coaches now and they understand that I'm not trying to take over anything or trying to push anything it's just like this is my one area I love and I want to make it as best as can be and they're like well can you just tone it down a (laughs) bit and I'm like all right I'll try I'll try so
0: so what is the club's mission
1: our mission is to develop runners for the like our first step is develop them for high school um i've talked to a lot of high school coaches in the omaha metro area i'm like what do you need these kids coming in as freshmen and they're like a lot of times they don't understand what workouts are so i ask for workouts from them and i modify them because i mean a nine-year-old can't do a senior workout but i modify them for it so like um Junior high track, a lot of kids are like, oh, it's so easy. And then I'm like, well, come over. We'll see what happens. And then they're, they're throwing up at the end of practices because it's like this is what you need to be doing. And then they get to high school, and like a lot of the major high schools around here look at us to see if our kids are going to their high schools. And I've had them actually come to our practices and watch to see a certain kids to see, oh, okay, they're, they're ready for a freshman varsity level workout. And to me, I'm like, all right, that's great. But then I'm like, like you stated earlier, running is a lifetime achievement award. And if you can keep doing it, you stay in shape, obviously, but you learn to go past things. You, know, uh, you learn to run faster. You learn to eat better. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you make more. It's a, and then you just get in the community of runners, and then all of a sudden you're just building and building. And all of a sudden you're a 5K guy who's doing 10Ks, who's doing marathons. And then there's the whole community that just gets involved. And you're like, oh, I've done cross-country. Well, There's um, ultra-trail running. Like, I can do trails, too. Like, there's this thing out there. You you find out all these other areas that you can get into. So I'm going to use, like, football, for example. kid plays football in high school and does awesome. Odds of going to college are less, but he can't play football until he's 45. I'm 44 and still running, not racing as much, but, like, I can still do this. And I can still, you know run with the kids on the team. And I'm like, you know, don't let the old man beat you. Come on, let's go. So it's a, it's a lifelong lesson to build on for all aspects of life, I think.
0: So it's a little bit of a door. Yeah. So many opportunities. It is. And what age groups do you
1: We have from the club? Anywhere from six to, I usually cut them off once they go to high school. They can come up back after their season's over but my theory is i get you to high school that now you're that coaches he's going to take care of you to get you ready for college right. That's, six years old yeah so like we've had quite a few littles and it's pretty funny to watch the parents are like oh she he can't do this i'm like she'll be fine he'll be fine and then all of a sudden by the end of the year that six seven year old's running five miles and mom's no longer running with them because she can't keep up right and you're just like you can get and then it brings the parents in so sometimes it's great to have the parents in because I got more control over the situation (laughs) so because I can be like hey can you help out with this group because I break everybody up into groups Mm -hmm. according to their levels so and I I always make sure boys chain with girls and girls with boys because I enjoy when the girls beat the boys because then the boys get all wide-eyed like oh this shouldn't happen Mm -hmm. so then they have to up their game and it's just this constant battle between them so it's a lot of fun for that also.
0: So, as a parent, how would you even consider putting your child in a club? Is it, do you have to see that passion first? Do you have to see them, like, they like playing tag, they don't slow down, we need to get them to nap. What, what how would you say that? Because...
1: I, usually it's, uh, it's, like, my kids start out playing soccer. Yep. And, you know, soccer's getting bigger and bigger. I love soccer. But you see these kids, and then they're, they're out of shape. Like, they can do, like... 45 minutes and then they're done it's like hey if you if you want to get better you need to run well running's always the punishment in every sport except ours eh, or maybe it is the punishment (laughs) but you uh you watch these kids and you're like hey you know you're fast you got good endurance how would you like to improve that for soccer Mm -hmm. and then they come over and they start doing track workouts or mainly cross-country workouts where they're like but I, I don't need to run five miles I'm like probably run four miles on a soccer field in a game if you can run five here with workouts it's only going to help you there and then it's funny how many kids go i'm sick of chasing a ball like i'm going to go after a person and then i slowly take them away from soccer and they become and soccer athletes or tracking cross-country athletes
0: are there any kids that aren't particularly fast that can still come to cross-country yeah. what can
1: like for my team it's um if you're competitive I don't care if you're competing for second to last place or first place. As long as you're competitive.
0: Like working hard. Yeah, work
1: hard, going after it, not giving me complaints. Like, our two rules are no walking, no whining. That's it. But as long as you're working hard. I mean, I've had one national champion and four or five All-Americans. That's it. And I don't care if I ever get another one. I'd rather have a battle for... Fifth and sixth place, that's really good, and my kid pushes through, then to have, oh, I got this kid who's awesome, wins every time and never gets pushed. Like he's not learning anything, or she's not right. learning anything. But if you're battling it out for last and second to last, and that girl or boy beats it and gets, you know, second to last, that's more important than oh, you're a grand champion who this is easy for mm-hmm. you. I want work, I want competition, I want I want fight.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about People who may not think that their kid is a runner or mm-hmm. is fast enough to be on a club. So,
1: what, like, one thing I do is, I, we, before season, we usually have about two, well, especially, like, cross-country going into track, we have about two, three months of where we just do conditioning. So we put it out on Facebook and Twitter and our own website, 402xcintrack.com. And um, yeah. we put up hey, we're doing a conditioning run at Zerinsky. We're doing a conditioning run at Chalco. And that's anywhere from two miles to four miles.
0: Like all is welcome? Yep. Anybody oh, can show up,
1: nice. come in, run. It's, you know, no mm-hmm. workouts. It's just building base. And a lot of these people come in, well, I don't think she'll be fast enough or he'll be fast enough. Have you let them try? Well. So they do two miles. Well, that's all she's ever ran. Well, next week we're gonna, she can try three. I mean, we got people here. Worst case, we got enough volunteers with parents and coaches. We can turn back. That's the beauty of running. You can always turn around, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So, and so these kids start coming in, like, you'll get a kid, they come in at 9. And they're okay. They're doing great. They're working hard. 10, same thing. 11, third place. 12, third place. 13, 14, winning. High school, top 20, top 15 in state meets. You're like, they just build up. It's like, just because you aren't the fastest at 6, doesn't mean you're going to be the... Fat, you know, slowest at, you know, as a senior in high school. Like, You've got to build them. You've got to build confidence. You've got to build strength. You've got to build speed.
0: So they don't have to come in perfectly fast.
1: No. You're developing athletes. Yeah, you want to develop them up because if I did a team where it's like I only want champions, I'd have three kids. <laughs> and that's not a team. That's a, right. it's a group.
0: So, what do you, what, so is that what you would want? Like if, one, if people needed to know one thing about this club, if it's intimidating to them,
1: I always say I would rather have 30 workhorses than one racehorse. Give me those 30 workhorses who can build and will work every day. Now, there's kids, and you have off days, but every runner does. But give me the kids who will work. I'll take them, and I'll turn you into not a national champion, but I'll turn you into somebody who can overcome things.
0: So what's your mentality then with coaching?
1: I'm (laughs) – Um, I'm pretty strict. Like The kids before practice, there's always this big red rubber ball they chase, throw it at each other, four square kickball. Where does
0: that ball come from?
1: I have no idea. It's magic. (laughs) It's like the magic ball that shows up. And I tell them, you can do whatever you want after practice and before, but once you're on my time, it's my time. And then it's pretty... Uh, use a military term dress right dress like we're doing this we're doing this you know warm-ups you can still kind of back manter back and forth with the kids and the kids can give each other a hard time but like once workouts start my theory is if you can still talk you're not working hard enough like you should be working hard because this is you have hour to an hour and a half three to four times a week that you get a workout use it don't don't go oh i gotta do this or no work and if you're not working, I say, okay, you're done for today. Go over here. And you would think kids would be like, oh, right, I get out of it. But then they see everybody else, and 99% of the time, can I come back in? I'll start working. Okay, get back in there. Like I don't, I don't let them quit, but I don't – but if you're, if you're going to start to quit, I don't want that to spread throughout the team. And I just kind of mm-hmm. cut that off as soon as I can. And some parents have been like, well – you know, he, she was thinking this. And I'm like, that's not my issue. My issue is work. Get it done. And if you, if you don't like it, I will gladly give your money back and you can go somewhere else. This is a team of workers and try hards. This is, I want you to work. Not give me an excuse every day.
0: Right. And so getting into the next question, what is the most challenging thing about coaching youth?
1: Um. Parent expectations. Um, I would say, I get a ton of parents who contact me like, my kid loves to run. He's done five Ks. You know, he's done really well. All right. Well, a fun run compared to like the Buffalo Run, where it's highly competitive, mm-hmm. it's very different. So I'm like, all right, great. Bring him in. See what we can do. And they're like, oh, he'll do fine. I think he should be with your first group. Okay we're gonna do x y and z today but i i i don't have enough coaches when we get into actual season to bring somebody back if they can't keep up how about we start them in two or three see how they do and then they don't do well and then the, the parents usually get on the kid i'm like the kid's just not ready for this yet mm-hmm. we have all season to them. the first meet means nothing that's just like hey first time you raced great we want you ready at state national. Let's get him ready for up there. Maybe he'll be in group one by then. Let's do this. Let's build him. And I would say the other thing is kids not understanding weather. (laughs) So it'll be 46 degrees and they're in a sweatshirt.
0: Do you not have a teenager? I do. Is there something
1: about like...
0: They're not gonna wear the things to stay yeah, warm, right? Um, so our run- the runner kids overdressed. are like, <laughs> like oh, it's the
1: 45 overdressed. stocking cap gloves. Oh, because they sweatshirt. get out of their yeah.
0: car and they're freezing. I'm like, you
1: are going to die. Like, yeah. this is shorts and at best a long sleeve T-shirt. <laughs> oh, it's so cold. It's, no, it's not. And then halfway through a, we're on a workout, they're all stripped down into shorties and no shirts for the guys and girls are yeah. regretting their sweatshirt decision.
0: Right. I would say that's definitely experience. <laughs> yes. I mean, we we have those moments too. So, <laughs> so parent expectation, and not being able to dress properly for the weather when running. So, um, what is your why? Like, why do you do this?
1: Um, to start with, it was. So my two boys were in it, and they were doing, well, they're, they're both good runners.
0: So you think it's genetic?
1: No. I think... <laughs> They've got no, the talent. I, I think... So if you took my two boys, my oldest porter is a workhorse to the extreme. Plans everything out. Works, works, works. I've never planned anything in my life. Like, coaching's the most planning I've ever done. I'm a chaos theory seat to your pants. My youngest boy is the same way. But watching that, like, two different styles, I had to go, oh, crap, there's different running styles. They don't all run like I do where it's like you beat the person in front of you and you make the person behind you not want to catch you. That's how I raced up until four years or two years ago when I had to quit racing. Like, as long as I can catch the person in front of me, and if that person doesn't catch me, that's my, that's my theory for anywhere from a two-mile race to a half marathon but now I was like oh I got to teach kids like there's multiple theories to run and I got to learn them so when I started coaching my why was all right I want to bring people into track and field because it's dying and most kids don't like it it's an individual sport where you can't blame anybody if you do bad you know cross country is the same way and then I'm like and there's no distance youth like there's clubs out there doing it and I got nothing against what they're doing but I'm like there's nobody who's like passion so i It's like all right we're doing this and now i got to figure out i got seven kids running for the team now i got 12 kids and they, there's never a same style of running you're like ah, i got to come up with a way to motivate you now so the why was i'm going to do this to build a community or a team then i'm like well, i'm going to build a community and now i want it even bigger like i want kids running but i could say I knew that kid when he was eight, now he's running in college. Or I knew that kid when he was seven, and now she's running, you know, the Lincoln Marathon. Like, I want, it, I want running to be a, a sport that's respected. Because here in Nebraska, it's like football, football, football. That's great. I'm glad the Huskers are lo- losing every week. But <laughs> I'm like, you guys, there's more to do than one sport in this state. Mm-hmm. And we've had talent here forever, and it just doesn't go anywhere. So I'm trying to, like, in my own little way, build up track and cross country. Be like, look what these kids are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the high schoolers. we got great athletes here who get no recognition because only Prep Running Nerd talks about
0: them. Love Prep Running Nerd. I do, too. He's great. <laughs> We've not talked. I don't think I've ever heard him mentioned on the podcast. Oh. Ah, mm-hmm. But, so, so you started for boys.
1: Mm-hmm. Started because, you know, where we at wasn't going, and then my buddy Tim, he, his kids weren't their distance, we just started building and building, so we started with seven or eight, and we're at 42, I believe now.
0: And on the back of the, the hoodies, it says what?
1: The proud, let's see, the proud, the few, the 402.
0: Well, now there won't be the fear. I know.
1: So we might have to change our, you know, maybe we'll just put the, <laughs> Cause the so no walking, there. no whining on the back.
0: Maybe, maybe. So because you have these excellent runners, like you're starting with your family, what advice would you give to parents of runners? Like, because they both race differently, you said. Mm-hmm. So are they both motivated differently?
1: Yes. <laughs> um...
0: And that's don't two of, like, the 40
1: that yeah. you coach. So, so out of my, I, it's easiest with my two because, like I tell them, the only advantage they get of me being their coach is they get a ride home. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, if I just took my two, don't try and put your running style on your kid because they might have a different style. Like, Porter, <laughs> nothing like mine. Like, he wants to walk a course every time, and he thinks about it. I haven't thought about a race ever before I was in, going to it while I was in it anything So he
0: does all like, the visualization yep. and oh.
1: super smart. And then He's my youngest guy. is like, I will crush everybody. <laughs> and I'm He's like, I, I get too. that. I get that one, but he, I'm like, you know, after watching other people like you need to try other things. Like sometimes you need a strategy. Mm-hmm. And listen to what they say they're like hey i want to try this and you might know it's going to be the the wrong strategy like i'm running a two mile i'm going to win that first quarter mile you know that's not the right strategy but you're like well how about you lead the first quarter mile like don't don't put all your energy let them lose or make their own mistakes in their strategies and then try and guide them afterwards something simple like like i always ask them what'd you do right in this race what'd you do wrong simple
0: so after the race like right after do you do that can you talk to can you talk to your athlete if you're the parent like what do you say as a coach after and what do you say as a parent after because as a parent yeah like you don't want to say the wrong thing and you do want to encourage you want to support so like not only are you a coach for these youth but you're a coach for the parents Mm -hmm. so i shed some light on that for us
1: at the end of every race PR or slowest time ever good race because there's no reason to that was crap why'd you do that it it doesn't help anybody yeah they already know they did good or bad um so good race we'll talk about it when you want to which usually means I'll come to them and talk to them because especially the girls they want they're like I'm out you know Mm -hmm. so then I track them down at practice or if they're hanging around to watch the other kids race I'm like hey what do you think went wrong today And then they tell me, and I say, I agree with that. What can we do to work on it? And I try and let them give me feedback because I'm, oh, my hamstring was tight. Oh, okay, well, I didn't know that. But if it was, I don't know, I ate pizza before the race. Okay, well, it's not a good option. And then as a parent, it's like, I wait, like, home, kids are showered, get them off the PlayStation, and I'm like, what happened? What do we need to work on? What do you need to work on to get better? Like, is it your nutrition? Like, did you eat right? Um, was your head in the game? Like, so much of running is, I always say, it's 95% mental, mm-hmm. 5% grit. Like, were you mentally prepared to walk up to that line? Uh, I wasn't. Well, what do you need to do? Like, I tell them, like, here's what I do. That what worked, do you do? <laughs> what I <laughs> used to know. do when I raced. Like, I, so I'll use this, I went to the Prefontaine Classic on my 40th birthday, four years ago now. Last big race I ever did. I go up there, it's just me and my wife and a buddy of mine from the military. And I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go do my warm-up. So it was a 10K race, I did about a four-mile warm-up, came back and they want to talk to me, I'm like, I, I, no, I just like, walk away, do my own thing. Once I put my racing flats on, it's like no communication, I gotta tie my shoes a certain way, Strip down into the shortest shorts possible. Like if you have anything over inch and a half long shorts, it's not race gear. And put on my 402 tank, stretch, stride outs, slap my legs. And I, it's like ding, ding, ding. Once I walk up to the line, like nowadays, the kids are all nice. They're like, hey, good luck, blah, blah. I'm like dead pan faced. Don't wanna talk to anybody. If they ask me, I will totally lie about what my time's gonna be. I'll be like, oh, my 10K? 16, 12, 85, 90. Like I just make <laughs> yeah. stuff up. I'm like, zone. I don't talk to yeah. me. So that's how I do it. And I'm trying to get my oldest oh, is finally figuring out, oh, this this kind of works. I'm like, I'm not telling you things to get you wrong, you know, to do things wrong. And I've tried telling all the kids on 402 too. I'm like, do something to get your mind off the race. Everybody gets nervous coming up to a line. But if you have a pattern to do then you're like, I gotta do this first. Oh oh the gun's up? Oh I gotta go. So you don't have to think about mm-hmm. for twenty minutes, I gotta race in three minutes, and there's this girl who I really wanna beat her, but she's fast and, and no, you're like, oh, I I gotta tie my shoes, I gotta put my spikes on, I gotta stretch, I gotta do my stride outs, I gotta do mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. You're
0: internalizing what you yeah. need to do because you can't
1: You can't control what everybody yeah. else is. And the other thing I hate is when they're like, Well is so and so here? What's it matter? Right. Are you racing their race or are you racing your race? because you can't race another person's race you'll lose right so i kind of try and steer that way as a parent and then i guess coaching too but coaching i'm more keep the positives positive at first and we can work on the negatives later
0: Mm -hmm. that's good did you what advice would you give to your younger self were you always like that or no
1: No. uh younger (laughs) self i would have said um why don't you uh stay away from the beer um (laughs) You were doing great, and, like, I guess now, nobody knew it back in, you know, so I graduated in 97, so mid-90s. Nobody knew about nutrition. You ate pizza and drank beer and did all that in Mm -hmm. high school, you know. And now, like, my kids, I'm like, why are you eating this junk? Like, you literally have to fuel yourself for this race. And then the mentality more of this can get you somewhere. I ran because I enjoyed it. It was fun. I was good at it. I was hoping to go to college with it. And then um, I was like, it was just kind of like a very narrow focus. I didn't have a big picture. And my focus, even where it was narrow, wasn't in the right direction. It's like, oh, I'll run in college. Well, I never thought where, what I wanted to do. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is just what I'll do. And then it, I would have had more broad spectrum to check out these colleges. Mm-hmm. What race do I want to specialize in? when I get to college I know I'm doing a 3,000 now or 3,200 now but maybe in college I want to do the 5,000 like I didn't even know about it because I didn't do any research I'm like oh, I assume you do the same races in college I was wrong so it'd be more gathering knowledge nutrition sleep Um,
0: yeah so if someone wanted to go is thinking about going to college to run cross-country like do you think your voice will be
1: like that: um, Right now Porter's a junior so he's looking at it. Um, you can pay to get on like sites and stuff and the colleges can ding on you. seems like the easiest way is what I've seen, and this is like four weeks of checking out colleges like Twitter's a big thing. I was like, start an account. put your times up there. don't you know he's like, oh, I don't want to brag. I'm like it's just your times. it's what you ran, how you felt about it follow every college you could possibly think you wanted to follow, because so they see it. And then I'm like, reach out to those colleges. Send that coach an email. Send, you know, go online. Go to, because there's like this athletic portal on each college and you go through and you click on it. And he did to one of the colleges here your local, within 30 minutes he got a call back. I was like, whoa. Wow. And then he's like, what do I say? I'm like, more than two words. you got to use like <laughs> full sentences.
0: Not like the text, like, yeah. me good, you yeah. Emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh. So yeah, I mean, running can take you more places than you ever imagined.
1: Yeah, I, I, like running wise, like I, I didn't run in college. Um, after high school, I did. I did fairly well. I went to state four years, cross country and track. Um, medaled, all but one year in cross country, and um, I was planning on going to college, but then I was like mm. it was like. I made a couple good decisions in my life, and I said, I don't think I'm mentally ready for college, and I joined the military, did not what I did in Ranger Battalion, but when I was there, they let me go to races, like, to race for Ranger Battalion, so I did, like, the Army 10-Miler, um, I did some track meets locally just to, like, kind of sponsor the Army, and that was fun. I mean, here I was, just a dumb grunt, and they're like, hey, Bickley, you run pretty good, why don't you go do this? I'm like, all right, let's see what happens, or, so it... It did that, got me ready for the military. Then I got out. I'm like, oh, man, I haven't been in school for four years. Uh, now i got to work hard at school. Well, i used use my running experience to, you know, hard work pays off, so now i got to put that into college. So then I, I did, I had a better, I had a higher GPA in college than I did in high school. Oh wow. Because I, I just I finally figured out how to focus mm-hmm. more than just to running, but running built that focus. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: And you'd mentioned that you don't run competitively anymore. No.
1: Um, last yeah, last December I had my hip replaced. So and it's not from running. Okay, everybody, good. So everybody That's says, good Oh, well it's probably from running it It's not. It's not. Uh Christy Nielsen helped me out with it <laughs> She's and a she didn't she's like no it's it's from an injury from the military and it just you know i got old and so it's aging, I can, aging yeah, is terrible yeah these golden years <laughs> are more like bronze but um i can still run and i do okay i mean i can't get down to the times i wanted so i i more don't race now because i'm afraid if somebody comes up on me i'm gonna be like oh no oh hell no and then i'll take off and then all of a sudden you know replacement hip fails and now i gotta get surgery again so and then I have to get my other hip replaced the next couple years, so.
0: Well, but you are doing back so much to the community of, of, of anything that you can. Um, do you want some random lightning round questions? I, I've never done a lightning round before, but, sure. um, okay, <clears throat> road, trail, cross country. Cross country. Your favorite distance? 10K. Your PR for that distance? Uh, I don't know anymore best time to run of the day?
1: The day? Noon.
0: Best season to train? All. Do you love training or do you love racing? Racing. <laughs> oh, Ty? <tie? I>, yeah, <laughs> I, I really like training you know, because Some I, people are like, I really love the training. Uh,
1: but I, not, have, yeah. I like, the, like the pain and suffering of training. And then you like, get to the race and you're like, easiest day ever. Like, I only got to do this once. Like, and I don't have to do eight-mile repeats. I just got
0: to run a 10 k. Yeah, so, so you love it. You love it all. Yeah. Uh, your favorite race that you've done?
1: Uh, Pre-Fontaine Classic.
0: Your worst injury?
1: Uh, hip replacement.
0: <laughs> your, the worst workout. Like, when someone's like, this is the workout today. You're like, ah.
1: Mile repeats.
0: <laughs> your favorite workout? Fart licks. Your favorite running quote?
1: I just said it, and I forgot it.
0: Uh the the pre
1: quote? Um, you can beat me but you're gonna bleed trying.
0: And I think the other one that you have on the the website's like to give anything less than your best is the second yeah. is the gift. I love that one. I think about that one sometimes when I'm running. Uh, okay, we already answered this. Long or short shorts, so you're like the shortest short shortest short, short, short shorts. Okay, and is, ugly. what's the best brand?
1: Oh, uh, I like boa, but
0: chicken legs, I really
1: Yeah, boa or chicken okay, legs. That's hot.
0: Shortest shorts, shorts ever. Yeah. Okay. Well, um,
1: <laughs> your socks should be longer than your shorts.
0: Okay. Favorite shoe? Sockening. Uh,
1: Newton. Oh,
0: coming back. <laughs> Newton, did you say? Yeah. Okay. Best running gift you've ever received?
1: Plane ticket. Plain ticket to the Prefontaine Classic.
0: Nice. Best running gift you've ever given?
1: Time. I give people time.
0: All, all, like, like what you do yeah, like three yeah, times like, a week yep, plus more? Three times mark. time. That is. That's great. By coaching and being part of their lives. Um, best part about coaching?
1: There's a lot. Um,
0: okay, name You can go through it. Put them in like no order.
1: Um, watching the kids improve. Watching a kid not... Suffer like they were walking, and they tried to walk, and all of a sudden they're like, "I finished the whole race. I finished the whole workout without walking." So success, I guess. Um, the joy you see the kids afterwards. God, there's a lot I could keep going. But do you ever get choked up? I do, because
0: because I watch for that sometimes. I I do.
1: I'm not a real emotional
0: guy. I've noticed,
1: but uh. <laughs> I guess I can be. Don't tell my wife. She'll get angry.
0: Well, she doesn't listen to this, right? No. What's the worst part about coaching?
1: Not enough time.
0: Hmm. Uh, What's the best thing that happened to you today?
1: You bought me a beer.
0: (laughs) What are you looking forward to tomorrow or or in the future?
1: In the future, Nationals on December 10th.
0: How many athletes do you have going?
1: 20... No. 29 athletes
0: It's pretty amazing are there any last closing tidbits you want to add
1: always push yourself
0: in anything you do? anything and then do you have a call to action what do you want people listening to go out there and do, go out there and notice find a kid Teach them to run. And where can people go to find out more about you, about the club, about uh, all the important things?
1: 402xeandtrack.com is probably the easiest. We have a Facebook page, but I don't really get on it too often.
0: It's for old people know. Anyway. It's like us.
1: <laughs> and, um, yeah, the website would be the best. And I guess we got a Twitter account that uh, one of the other coaches does pretty good on
0: Anything else?
1: Nope. um, It's getting cold. Might have to wear longer than short shorts.
0: Well, I appreciate you, and thank you for letting me interview you.
1: You bet.